Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to The Girl Taku, hosted by the ladies of anime trending. If you're looking for nice tea and deep dive analysis about otaku things, you've come to the right place. We love our conversation and discussion, and we're back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I'm joined by... Hello, I am Isabel, and... This is Agnes. Without further ado, the Girl Talker today will be about childhood anime crushes. I think we all understand that at one point in our lives, when we were younger, we had these huge crushes on these fictional characters. And specifically today, we are going to talk about those fictional character crushes that were anime. And we're going to go as far back as we can remember for that matter. So a pretty simple topic, but one that should generate a lot of fun conversation and, you know, hopefully some squealing and some reminiscing nothing else so with that being said it's funny because agnes was worried about this topic last week and yet she is supposed to start off the episode this week so yay so i'm really curious you know agnes who are your anime childhood crushes i think i want to start off by by prefacing why i was so worried about the childhood anime crushes wasn't so much of the fact that I'm embarrassed to show like who I really liked when I was like like 10. But it was more of the fact that the more that I look into it, the more that I realize like, oh, I think I've become them at some point. <laughs> so um, you, you'll start to see why when I start listing them off. So I think I'll start off with, I have three of them technically. Two of them are male, the other one's female. Uh, that really kind of awoke me something uh, in the past like several years. So the first one I wanted to talk about is Zoro from One Piece, I think was my first anime crush. But it was an anime crush that kind of morphed into this whole like, I want to be like Zoro. I aspire to be like Zoro. I think he's like the coolest guy in the entirety of the One Piece cast. Um, you know, he's very loyal. He's very hardworking. He's... Um, very goofy with his teammates as well. Uh, he fights with a three-sword style. He basically does everything on his own. He's very horrible with directions, which makes it really funny to watch him. Um, but overall, I think I got more Doki Doki because of the fact it's just like, oh man, I want to be like him overall. So I just wanted to spotlight that. And I think for a lot of people who watch One Piece growing up, a lot of them still love Zoro, especially in the time skip where Zoro has really mellowed out from that goofy younger character into something that's more serious and more mature and that really elevates the whole like I guess crush on Zoro as well. I guess my first question in that case is when did you have a moment where you realized you had a crush on him or did you even have a moment like that at all? I don't think I had a moment like that at all because I was more so like looking forward to every single fight scene that he had overall and so then that's when I realized, like, oh, I think I did develop a crush, like, subconsciously without even realizing that I was kind of, like, fawning over him because I wanted to be like him, essentially. And a lot of other guys that I've read online have also said, like, yeah, I think if I was, like, bi or if I was gay, my boyhood crush would definitely be Zoro <laughs> in that sense. So I was like, okay, you know what, I'll take that <laughs> because I don't... I don't quite remember a moment in my own childhood where I did have like doki doki feelings towards a particular character that I would think of, I would dream and reminisce or think about like putting myself in the character's shoes and just like being their only one, you know? 
Got it. And I guess this is a kind of a stupid question, but I have to ask because a lot of what you were describing Zoro is sort of like his abilities. You know, he's cool. He has these uh, fighting and like even the comedic parts. It's very personality focused, which is not surprising. You know, I would say women as a whole tend to be more focused on personality than anything else in regards to what's attractive to them. But was there any, but was there ever a, a point where it's just like you just think to yourself, oh, he's good looking too, like he's hot? Oh yeah, he's he's shredded. That man is shredded. <laughs> Absolutely. Um especially if you look in the um the time skip arc, he's definitely he looks like the slim swordsman type which was from the earlier renditions of One Piece, but he has like a really big like bisected scar that goes across his chest. He really outgrew a lot of his pecs and his muscles in the time skip arc. So there I can underst understandably there are a lot of fanboys and fangirls over him because he's got like that ideal like macho body that you're just kind of like Damn, I could lick something off of that I wanted to, but yeah, same thing. You know, the interesting thing is, though, Zoro kind of scared me at first. Oh, really? Because I've reread the a One Piece manga. I only make it make it up to, like, chapter 50 to 100 before I just stop for no reason. Mm -hmm. But Zoro, like, because I think he has that bandana on in, like, the oh, earlier yes, chapters. Yes, yes, yes. And so mm -hmm. the way that he's drawn is kind of like he has this dark bandana on his head, and then he, like, you can only see his eyes. And so yeah. I, for me, I was like, I know he's he's really cool and he's probably good looking, but half of the time I see him kind of like looking like an owl, kind of like in the dark. He's kind of scary to me. An owl in the dark. Yeah. Do you not like owls, Isabel? <laughs> no, owls are cute, but like in just the way that he was drawn, he just looked kind of scary to me. I, I, I didn't find him uh, or I didn't end up liking him. I was more attracted to, I feel like, uh, Sanji. Oh, you like the, the, the Playboy type, I see. That's the problem. I liked him when I was younger. And then now that when I re reread One Piece a little bit, I'm like, this guy's kind of annoying, actually. I don't remember yeah. him being like Sanji, that. Yeah, like, uh, like, imagine Tamaki with the arrow going into his body because it's like, oh, yeah, Sanji's my personality type and he's annoying. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, Zora's my personality type, so if that makes any more, more of a difference. It's called self-love, Agnes. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Oh, okay, let's not let's not dive into that right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, actually, uh, you know, Isabel, you mentioned how like you used to uh, Sanji used to be the character that you like, and then obviously now you don't feel the same way. I, that's actually one of my questions, Agnes. Is you know, has your opinion on Zoro changed? Or I don't think so. I feel like you still really like. I don't him. think so. No, I do think he's a very still very cool and a very reliable character. And I talked about like the the top like most epic scenes from anime that that really like stick to your mind and that was that one scene where Zoro basically took all the pain for Luffy that was what really solidified me as like this is the man that I will back up in any one piece medium like he's my favorite if you ask me for my favorite character I will always say Zoro at that point wow okay well uh so I know you have three so that's your first one so who do you have for your second one my second one is more shameful um and I and and this is because it's related to a very shameful series that I think we've all watched here and that would be Kiryu Zero from Vampire uh -huh. Night. Uh huh. Yeah, I I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We know this. Okay. Um, it should be pretty obvious why it's kind of in the same realm as Zoro, where you did idolize the character for quite a bit because they're like cool and edgy and you know they've got like the fighting power you know they're the the lone wolf that stands in the corner and every single girl goes like oh my god you know um and then on top of that you know you're in that edgy teenage phase where you're really into character design 
and you really like the whole like chains whips kind of thing, right? That's what Kiryu Zero has going for him in Vampire Night, as opposed to Yuki and her older brother who are just wearing like the standard like seifuku uniform. Uh, Zero comes in very, very edgy, and I think that's what really appealed to me when I was a lot younger. And then when I grew older, you know, I did. I wanted to put Vampire Night behind me. I was just like, this was a phase. And then when I read the manga of the of the sequel, where you know Kiryu gets together with Yuki, he's pretty pathetic. Um, he's holding, a, he's harboring a kind of like a burning flame for Yuki still, but Yuki is clearly not looking at him, and she's clearly looking at her incestuous twin brother. So that's another issue in of itself too. So I, this is definitely, Zero is definitely one of my earliest childhood anime crushes as okay. well. I didn't pick it because I did have a few, like, or, like, a few before him, but I distinctly remember the shameful part of me where when I was watching Vampire Night and being angry at Yuki, not because of her crush on Kaname or anything, but inside I was like, I would be good to Zero. <laughs> like, me. Wow, you are so possessive, jeez. <laughs> I was just like, I would be good to him. I could give him everything he needs, and because he's clearly not getting any of them from Yuki, I'm like, he can, he can suck her blood. Like, I I'd rather not get my blood sucked because I've already had traumatic experiences with mosquitoes by that point, and was not interested in the concept of it. But I genuinely was just like. Put me in there and I can give him what he actually deserves. Like, how dare they pair him with Yuki and stuff. It was a very shameful and kind of hilarious part of, like, my hormonal teenager years. So I definitely, probably not as intense as you in regards to the crush on, uh, in regards to the crush like you did, Agnes. But uh, definitely in line with you in regards to crushing on him. Also, yeah, he just looked cool. And I liked him with the gun. Like, it just, it just looked cool. And it also helps that cool. he's constantly, yeah. like, wounded. So there's, like, that sexiness factor if he has to constantly have his shirt off to get bandaged and everything. So, yes, I, too, was a dumb teenager girl at one point. And, Isabel, I know we, we were all in the same boat, weren't we? <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I also really loved Zero when I was younger as well because I didn't know any better, obviously. <laughs> um, but, yeah, he was just, like... Like you said, the design was cool. I I actually just liked all their uniforms as well. I I went to because when I went to school, I didn't have a uniform, so I was always kind of jealous of people who wore uniforms because it kind of looked cool. And I guess you didn't have to pick what you had to wear every day, even though that would be better. But uh, but yeah, I I just thought that you know you I was I had the same feelings as you, Gracie. But I guess like maybe to a lesser extent, I was hoping that zero. I mean, I kind of knew that they would get together, but then I also was like. Zero, like, or Yuki, can you just pay attention to him a little bit more than you do? Um, but yeah, going back to it, it's a little different um, overall. But yeah, I definitely was attracted to Zero when I was younger, and I thought uh, he would be like the type that I, w I wanted to um, date when I grew up or something like that. Mm -hmm. So this is might be like a controversial opinion. I don't know. I don't think you guys would. But looking back at Vampire Night, I still don't think Zero by himself is a bad character. Or do you guys disagree with me? I think Zero is fine, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I think Zero is fine. I think it's more economy that I had questions about. Yeah, I mean, incest is a thing in this series. <laughs> 
no, I completely agree. I'm like, it's it's really weird because, you know, yeah, like you look back and all the other characters or a lot of the other characters definitely have problems, Yuki and Koname especially, but it's like, if you kind of look at, look at Zero's story, he's actually okay. Like, he's, there's nothing really too wrong with him. It's just his story and his world has a lot of things wrong, but... I guess, so we're still, you know, we're all just zero girls. I don't think there were any girls who were Konami girls. I, I genuinely cannot imagine. I don't remember seeing any, but I could be mistaken. There were probably Konami girls, but the fact that it is an incestuous kind of love, I think they kept pretty quiet about it. <laughs> Did you see that tweet recently from uh from one of the people we follow, Agnes, where they were like, can you believe we saw this when we were like 13 or 14? We thought it was okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw that. I was like, mm, yeah, Her hormonal teenagers are a different breed altogether. <laughs> Okay, well, um, so you mentioned very specifically that there were two guys, but there is a girl involved in here. So I am very curious. I like I have my guess, but I, I almost it should be pretty obvious because I've mentioned her multiple times on this podcast. Okay, I might be right then. So who is it? <laughs> it is Olivia Armstrong for Full right, Metal. Yeah, she is a powerful woman. I don't I don't think I need to talk anymore about her because she just awoke me something inside of me and I was just like, yeah, I tapped that. Yeah, you can step on me. That's fine too. You want to bury me in the cement? I'm fine with that too. <laughs> and I don't think I really realized that when I was growing up. But now as an adult, it just hit me whenever I rewatch her scenes in Full Metal Alchemist being like, yep, this checks out. This, this is perfect. <laughs> actually like you know you said when you rewatch things and stuff so do you do you get flashbacks of what you thought of when you saw her or what you you know remembered of her like because I know I know you don't really want to talk about her as much as a character because we've talked about her on the podcast but I still want to like know your I guess feelings or thoughts of when she first entered and clearly it was sort of a look back situation where you realize that oh you might have had a crush on her in your childhood Hmm, that's a really good question. I think when I with the first time that I was watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, I was actually pretty lost during the Briggs um arc, and because I was trying to like figure out, and I was also jumping a lot of episodes for some reason when I was younger. So at one point, I was just kind of like, where does the Briggs arc kind of put into click into play? Like, why was the reason why Ed went north and things like that too? And so. It didn't click with me or I guess like in my flashbacks that Olivia Armstrong made that much of an impression on me. But when she first entered the scene was and then she basically assaulted the superior officer and buried him was when I had that moment of like, oh, yeah, I would stand next to this woman because this woman's powerful. Like I would be her subordinate. And I didn't think too much about that until my adulthood. I was like, oh, I, I was down bad. I was really down bad, but I just didn't remember at all. <laughs> Kind of interesting how you skipped around. First of all, how did you not get confused <laughs> skipping around in the series? <laughs> I think it was because at the time I was watching Fulmalaka Alchemist Brotherhood on net on sorry on Funimation's YouTube channel. So you're basically hunting around for parts and also hunting around for episodes to watch it from the YouTube channel. And at that point, I was just kind of like. Wait, I think I've lost my bearing at some point. So when I was an adult, I basically went back to rewatch a lot of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood scenes to basically realign the whole timeline. Okay. 
now the minute you said the Funimation YouTube channel, I was like, oh yes, yes, those days, <laughs> not yeah, those days, yeah, especially like even earlier on YouTube where you have like episode one, part two of four, but the same YouTube channel does not upload part one of four, three of four, or four of four, you know. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Okay, and sorry, uh, Isabel, did you have a question? I thought I heard you, but I might have interrupted or misheard. <laughs> oh, no. Continue if you had a question. I was also going to ask, Is uh, not Isabel, sorry. I was also going to ask Agnes is that clearly, you know, it seems like you have a better understanding of the crush at that time. But I mean, can't you, can't you still say that it was admiration? How You sound very certain now that it was a childhood crush. Hmm, that's a very good question. Even I don't know my own feelings. See, this is how stupid I am with my own feelings. So this checks out with my personality you, you are type. not um, stupid. <laughs> 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 I'm oblivious. Um, I, I think I could see that in the same way if you compare like Olivia with Zoro and Kiryu Zero from Vampire Night. But at the same time, I don't know, there's something that doesn't click quite right for me between the two of them if I put them like side by side. Zora was almost like pure, 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 pure admiration, while Olivia was like pure admiration lets it sit for a period of time. And then when I rewatch stuff, I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a crush. I'm pretty sure. Got it. That's really interesting. Uh, and Isabel, did you have any questions for Agnes regarding her one girl anime crush? No, but I'm glad you mentioned it. So, um, but yeah, I guess there were, there wasn't really like a particular moment. I think it's interesting that you went, you know, between episodes as well. I wish I could have had the same experience just because I saw Full Metal when I was much, much older. So I feel like it would be different if I had seen it when I was younger. I might have had different crushes then. Um, but yeah, that's all I had to add to that. Alrighty. Well, then in that case, uh, I am the next person to talk about the anime crushes. So like I had mentioned earlier, Zero was one of my younger anime crushes, but there were two others that came before it. And on the note of Fumna Alchemist, uh, I think you, I think Agnes can probably guess what, what it is, but I had the biggest crush on Roy, but not even like Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. I meant like the 2003 Full Metal Alchemist anime because he was very charming in the the original for sure. I, I mean, obviously, I still think he is charming in Brotherhood. But yes, it was the original that I first met Roy Mustang. And I just loved him so much. And it was like a very conflicting situation for me because I was in that weird pool where unlike Zero, where I was like, get Yuki out of there and put me in there. I could be a better, you know, I could be a better girl. It wasn't like that at all. I really shipped him with Hawkeye. That was without question. I wanted them to get together. I wanted them to be a thing. Like I wanted to see a kiss between them. But at the same time, I was also very much like lusting after Roy and being like, oh man, I wish I could be with him. Like I wish he was real because then I would totally chase him and stuff like that. And so, uh, so that was, and I, I don't think my tastes have really changed that much because Roy in Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood is still my favorite character. 
I wouldn't say he's my anime crush anymore, mainly because I have reached the point where I ship him with Hawkeye way more than any idea of like me self-inserting myself with him. But definitely when I was in middle school, when I watched Fullmetal Alchemist, uh, the, the original one that came out in the early 2000s, I, I was simultaneous pulled of wanting Roy to get together with Hawkeye while at the same time, you know, wishing that he was real and I could be his girlfriend. Never mind the fact that he's a lot older. That obviously did not occur to me and my uh, teenager brain at that time. But it was definitely something that I constantly like thought about and I was just obsessed with him. Like I found, you know, the good old days when you just Google image like your an favorite anime character and then you like print it out and like put it on your binders and stuff like that I did that a lot with like Roy Mustang specifically when he's like snapping his fingers that's when I thought he was like the hottest uh, pun intended actually unintended but now I'm making it intended <laughs> <laughs> um and then, but yeah, so I was like printing pictures of him out and I was putting it on my binders and decorating my folders with him. Like I was just obsessed with Roy. It helps that I really liked his powers. I thought it was really cool that he can just snap his fingers and use alchemy to essentially, uh, to essentially manipulate it into like an explosion. And I just thought that was just very clever and also just very low energy because as someone who never liked moving, you you know, just imagine you can just snap your fingers and like explosions happen. I was like, wow, that's convenient. Like, I wish I could do that. And so, and I actually wish like I could like buy gloves and like draw the thing on it. And so I never did because I had a feeling my mom would get upset with me if I bought like pure white gloves and drew all over it. Yeah, she would. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Mom would probably skin me alive too if she saw me do something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I was like, I can't, like, you know, I can't do that. But I really wished I could. And then that was one of the only times I ever considered being like, maybe I want a tattoo as an adult. Like, I want the flame alchemy symbol as a tattoo and stuff. I don't want a tattoo anymore, mainly because I'm terrified of needles. And yeah, and I, I don't do well with pain. But that was like one time in my life I actually considered uh, like tattoos because I loved Roy so much and I wanted to like just be with him and everything but at the same time really shipping him with Hawkeye so that is my first anime crush in regards to Roy I don't know if you guys have any questions or comments for that matter I feel like this is not a surprising pick whatsoever my only uh question is more related to the tattoo because I think that's what really captured my interest was like did you even think about like sticker tattoos of anything else or like temporary tattoos that weren't needles uh like as a whole in life or do you mean or as a kid when I thought about it because of Roy's like flame alchemy oh, both really well okay so this is very embarrassing <laughs> I kind of hate that you asked this question um so the reason why I did not consider those like fake ones where you can where it sticks but then it comes off is because it's not permanent and I was like no I have to keep the flame alchemy simple oh on no Gracie <laughs> So that's the reason why I didn't consider that. In real life, it's really the same reason. I do think those kind of like sticker tattoos are fun. You know, like you play it with a, with a kid and they have a fun time sort of thing, but not something I'm really interested in. Like, I don't think it's worth it. I did do it once in college when my roommates and I, we dubbed ourselves the hot dog crew. Dope. Don't ask. 
don't ask why. The what? Ask, <laughs> the what? Just go go ask Shauna, Agnes. She's the one who named it. So. I am going to text Shauna. <laughs> she named us the hot dog crew. And uh, one of my other roommates, she got us those like fake tattoos where we can like stick it on our forearm and stuff. So I did do that. But it was just like like a toy for me i didn't think it was anything else aside from that so the idea of like those fake tattoos just never occurred to me anymore but the reason why i didn't think about it when i was a kid is because i was just that obsessed with roy (laughs) i was just like i have to be with him permanently so (laughs) so damn that's some that's some true lusty right there i know i I don't know why i was like so into him but i mean i kind of do but i kind of don't at the same time i just knew i was super into him was all it is so yeah uh isabel did you have any questions or i can move on if you you are ready for me to just move on (laughs) you know i see in the 2003 version um doesn't roy end up with like an eye patch or something i was wondering i wanted to know what your thoughts were on that you wanted to know what i thought of that or sorry yeah of the eye patch uh was that cool or did you like brotherhood more um with roy like in terms of looks i guess or um or whatever or you might have thought like maybe his uniform i could kind of see you putting on like something like a blue jacket thinking that you would join roy's team or something like that i was wondering if you ever did that so i or never put on, put on a patch. blue jacket but i did really like the uniform and i would have really liked to have it like i remember googling being like do they sell it anywhere and of course obviously at that time mm, they oh my did god <laughs> closet cosplayer coming in <laughs> no i'm telling you guys i was obsessed with this man <laughs> I truly was obsessed. But, you know, uh, Isabel asking the eye patch question. I-, I have to admit, I liked him even more after he got that. Yo, of course you did. I, I-, I blame Kakashi. So Kakashi was an anime character that I kind of considered on whether I should talk about him as my anime my childhood anime crush but i think the issue was i don't i didn't really understood the concept of crushing or like liking someone yet when i was watching naruto i i just knew that kakashi was my favorite character and that's the extent of it mm-hmm. i it definitely and even if like i think back to my memories i don't think i ever was like oh i wish i could be with him you know sort of thing i think it was just i liked him a lot as a character but i think kakashi's whole like mask thing where he covers one of his eyes appealed to me so much in the design that now any character with sort of like a one-eyed design is just extremely appealing and immediately like grows 10 times more attractive to me and Roy definitely didn't help with that because I already was obsessed (laughs) with Roy and then it got to the end and he and it was revealed that he survived that one and so the original one had a had an anime original ending compared to the manga and and specifically when it revealed that he was alive and he had that eye patch and I was just like, huh, I I, I dig it. <laughs> I, I find this to be very, very attractive. I, I don't know why. I really dig it. And now I'm cursed because even because uh, even my roommate teases me over the fact that when she's looking at, you know, announcements of like these new games where it's basically like ultimate games, but not really. And, uh, and, she, and it's like all these characters voiced by very famous voice actors. And she's like, oh, here's your man. It's like a guy with an eye patch. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> oh. so, yes. 
Good for her. Good for her. So yes, that is a good question, Isabel. I kind of hate that you asked it, but not really. It's it's relevant to the topic itself. But yes, I did very much dig the eye patch. <laughs> okay. You know, I asked the question without really expecting much, but now I, I learned a lot. So I'm, I'm very happy I asked. <laughs> My second childhood anime crush is actually a character I actively... I wouldn't... I don't dislike the character as in I dislike the way the character is written I dislike the character as in I would run the second I see him now but I had a huge crush on him when I was in middle school and it is Sebastian from Black Butler and of course the Ikemen men who's very dangerous I see it it honestly it's simple he was hot like that was it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I definitely see it now <laughs> like this is like, at least with Roy, I could be like, it's more than just physical looks. It's genuine, like, the charisma and the personality and sort of how he was contributing to the story and stuff like that that I really liked about him. But with Sebastian, it was literally, I saw him on my screen and I was like, oh, that's a hot man. And that was it. I was sewed on the matter. It didn't matter to me that he was literally murdering people in, like, very questionable ways or the fact that he is literally a demon. And the whole reason why he is a quote-unquote protagonist is because he's under a contract and the second that the contract is fulfilled he was absolutely going to dip and get out of there and uh, on top of that is also very manipulative and has all these other issues in regards to who he is as a character but but he was very hot and so so I forgave all atrocities because of the fact that he was very hot and uh Michael Tatum did not help because he voiced uh Sebastian as the English dub and his fake British accent was very well done and he did it in like a very smooth like chocolatey voice way so that only increased Sebastian's hotness and I was just like so I was just going gaga over this demon like every single episode like it's sad that I actually don't remember too much of the first season of Black Butler because I was just busy staring at Sebastian and lusting over him and having just this ginormous crush on him even though he is literally the worst and so uh, and yes, it's also that he is very cool. Of course, he kills people in a way that is like sometimes kind of ridiculous and hilarious, like using forks to kill people. And he just does and he does all these backflips and he's like standing on the car before he like just casually like leaps off the car and the car tips over the cliff. And that was all also very like dangerous in a very like sexy way as a middle schooler watching it. But uh, I don't feel this way about Sebastian anymore, obviously. Of course, he still looks amazing, because who are we kidding? Everyone in Black Butler is hot, you know? We, we are all aware of that. They're all very attractively drawn. They're either pretty or they're hot, and there's no in-between, and sometimes they're both. And uh, so Sebastian's attractiveness is still very much there, but, you know, once, I think... When I was reaching high school and I was, I kind of revisited Black Butler, I think that's where my shift in sort of how I viewed him as a character happened because suddenly in high school, it was like the skies cleared <laughs> and suddenly I was more, you know, disturbed over what he was doing and more um, concerned about the implications of why he was here and what he meant to the story. And then... As I got older, it just becomes more and more obvious of, like, just how dangerous he is for being here. Like, not just as, like, a character, but just as the influence over CL. Because especially 
um, in college where I started to grow into adulthood brain is realizing that CL is a child, a child who needs a lot of help essentially and has gone through just ridiculously traumatizing things. And Sebastian is constantly keeping him on the track of self-destruction because the closer he gets to self-destruction, the sooner Sebastian is able to essentially devour his soul and get a good meal out of it. And so seeing that story from an adult lens perspective immediately changes things for Sebastian's characters as a whole. So even though he is still extremely attractive, obviously I don't emotionally feel any sort of that lust towards him anymore, but it's a weird 180 degree now to be where I am versus like in middle school but it was it is also kind of cool to like trace how I've changed from you know middle school of just being obsessed with him to being in high school and starting to feel cooler about him and also starting to question him a little more and actually find him scary to now as adulthood when I see him it's just like run you know get out of there if you see him go go the other way close your eyes run don't look back don't stop don't hesitate so uh so but regardless, that is one of my earliest anime crushes, so that requires him to be mentioned in this case. I am really curious if you guys watched Black Butler when you guys were younger, if any of you guys felt that sort of attractiveness towards him like I did. Yeah. No, Sebastian was definitely not my type um, in terms of attraction, So, but I knew so many girls who were super goo-goo-gaga over him that I was like, yeah, I can see why he's a hot character, but he's definitely not my type. He's he's a bit too twinky for me, I think. I was just about um, to ask, like, why, but you answered it. <laughs> yeah, I think in terms of character, like, just, like, people in general, like, I'm fine with, like, I don't really care much about body type, but when it comes to, like, anime characters, I don't really quite like the twinkiness of things anymore, especially, like, ultimate characters, and that's how I kind of associated Sebastian with, is that he has that shoujo ultimate lens of, like, a very thin frame-looking character, and I was like, yeah, I don't think I click with that, but I do want to make a funny comment, is that as much as Gracie says, like, run the other way, my past self, run the other way, Sebastian is... He looks, he may look hot, but he's very dangerous. I think sometime about a month ago, they released new news about uh, Black Butler announcements that were coming out. And Gracie immediately flies to my DMs and she's just like, Sebastian looks less hot. And I was like, okay, that's all you have to say about the okay, new season. Okay, but that is okay, Gracie. That was the only thing he had going for him. <laughs> it's called story, Gracie. Yeah, but the hotness helps, you know? I, I like aesthetics. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so that is so we learned that Agnes likes her people big is <laughs> what we've learned. Yeah, typ typically, yeah, I do. Uh, so what about you, Isabel? Did you watch Black Butler when you were younger? I guess, like, you know, did you have any reaction towards Sebastian, even if you watched it as an adult? Mm -hmm. I, I haven't seen it. it. It's been on my list for a long time just because I heard that people have been talking about it. But and then I've obviously I've seen Sebastian, um, you know, online and everything. So but yeah, he I, I always wondered why people liked him. So I, in my like in my experience, it would be more like it's still I, I guess it's still the same. It's like I'm not sure why people like him. I think maybe I'm the same as Agnes that like looks wise he's not the type of person i would like but it depends on you know voice actor um and how the story plays out so until i watched black butler i can't really make i can't really say whether or not but like based off of what i've seen so far it's not a character that i would like but i could like i i do like the fact that he 
at least, um, you know, the Butler design, I did like that overall. Um, but that's about it for me. So <laughs> got it. I do have a third one that I feel like is the crown jewel that should be mentioned at one point if no one else or specifically Isabel mentions him. But I'm going to leave that to the end if we have time to mention him specifically. So Isabel, I am now handing the baton to you and I'm very curious to hear, you know, who were your childhood anime crushes? Yeah, so the first one I'm going to go with because I, when I was looking at childhood anime that I actually watched, it was like dominated by Naruto and Bleach and I'm like yeah these are the only characters that I can actually choose uh that makes sense for my middle school self versus my high school self when I started watching a lot of um other anime and so from Naruto I uh I would be it would be Sasuke for me is wow you were Sasuke fangirl oh no yeah it changed into Itachi and then also Okay, Itachi's respectable. I I can understand that. Yeah. So, and then I guess you didn't see Itachi that much in the beginning of the show. So that's why, you know, out of all the students, I was like, oh, I like Sasuke, which is interesting because like, like you mentioned Gracie about Kakashi and a lot of people liked Kakashi as well. That's kind of how I started watching Naruto is because a, a lot of the girls in my, um, in my grade were obsessed with Kakashi. Like they would have like I don't know they would draw him and things like that put them on the binders and I was like oh okay maybe I will like Kakashi too and so that's how I started off watching Naruto thinking that I would like Kakashi too because everyone else likes him um but yeah and then I, I didn't I mean I thought he was cool but then I I like Sasuke a lot more um and I, I forget which arc it is it's definitely one of the earlier arcs that I liked him as um before he leaves and has that scene with Sakura and I think it's when he, after he meets, he meets Orochimaru and he's like in the forest and then the curse marks are like going over his face and things like that. Um, I thought it was really cute that he was trying to protect Sakura. I really shipped the two of them together. Um, and yeah, just like everything that Sasuke did, I thought it was cool. I really liked his like this armband that he had. Um I don't know if you guys remember, but like he has this armband that doesn't really do anything. It's on both arms. And then even when he changes into what I like to call black Sasuke is when he has the black shirt. He still has like bandages around his arm. I was, I was like obsessed with that. I was like, he's so cool just, just because he has those things. <laughs> yeah. And then and also the fact that he was like very angry most of the time or like kind of like Naruto's counterpart uh, because I thought Naruto was goofy, but Sasuke was like the cooler character. But he also had moments, you know, that obviously were brought out by Naruto, you know, bugging him and things like that. So I thought their dynamic was really cute together as well, especially in their younger days. So yeah, I just like, I didn't think that I would like him, but yeah, I really liked him like growing up. I wanted to see every scene with him. So when he left uh, and was missing for a part of Naruto, I was really sad because a lot of me was just asking like, when is Sasuke going to come back and stuff like that. And I would even go to like the Naruto movies, like, and thinking that because they would tease Sasuke in the movie oh and then he appears oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah, the yeah, end, yeah. right? Damn, you had it bad. <laughs> and so I was obsessed. Yeah, I was also upset when he didn't show up for like half the movie, so... Yeah. <laughs> How did you feel after Sasuke changed in Naruto Shippuden? 
if you even watched to that point or like read a lot of that stuff. Yeah, so I think I had caught up to Shippuden and then I stopped watching Naruto altogether. I started reading. Mm-hmm. And even that I I feel like Sasuke was just so absent that my feelings for him changed over time. Like I couldn't oh. really understand what he was after and then and then I saw more of Itachi and I was like, "Oh, I like Itachi more. He's like older brother." Uh, the, 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 the the quiet shift to the other Uchiha. Yes. I see. <laughs> That's what happened overall. Isabel's taste in men is Uchiha. <laughs> it is incredibly. It's 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 either the it's either the broody ice TP or it's the Uchiha's. There's no in between. <laughs> also, I wanted to ask. You know, you started Naruto because of girls' obsession with Kashi, but obviously you shifted your viewpoint to Sasuke. What what was it about Sasuke that appealed to you more than Kakashi, for that matter? Yeah, I think I could, I've like, from a, a girl's perspective, I guess, you know, Kakashi to me, because they, the three of them saw him as a teacher, I saw him as a teacher as well. And I was like, ah, I don't know if okay, I want okay, to, de- okay. you know, date my teacher or stuff like that, or have a crush Isabel on my teacher. Isabel was wiser than us all! <laughs> <laughs> me laughing. <laughs> Because who was it in our, our anime trending group? Because Eren is obsessed with Kakashi. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. She she will forever be obsessed with Kakashi that much. Yeah, because I think it was when she went to Anime Expo with us this year, she was proudly showing to us, like, I got my nails done in, like, the Kakashi mask. They didn't do it very right, but I'm still, like, very proud of it. And I was just like, on your nails, girl. <laughs> she, she loves Kakashi. She, that's, that's her man. That's her man right there. <laughs> yeah, that's her man for sure. <laughs> But yeah, Isabel's definitely the wisest of us in going after someone who's age-appropriate for her. I guess, did you, have you uh, seen any clips of Boruto? I don't suggest you watch the series, but have you seen any clips of Boruto with uh, Sasuke as an adult? A little bit, yes, but not enough. Uh, I, I, yeah, his design now, I'm just like, okay, sure. The design <laughs> doesn't get you as well as the, as the bandages yeah. did. <laughs> Yeah, the bandages, like, yeah, his shirt, his blue shirt, the Uchiha fan on the back. I love that all. Classic Sasuke look. No, he's just, like, in a black coat. Like, I, I, I just don't see what's what's cool about it anymore. Well, it's... He does wear a dad vest now, yeah, so... Oh, does. yeah, there's that, too. But also, he's, like, he's become such a dad, it's actually kind of funny, so... <laughs> So I guess that qualifies him as a DILF now, question mark? Oh, oh 100%, yeah. <laughs> 100%. I was going to say, like, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen the clips of Sasuke as an adult now, but it's funny because I never was super into Sasuke. Like I said, Kakashi was by far my favorite, and I think if I was a little older when I started Naruto, for example, if I was uh, in later middle school or high school for that matter, definitely middle school, I think I would have developed a huge crush on Kakashi, but because I started naruto when i was a kid in elementary school i didn't really have that concept yet so uh so i didn't develop a crush on him for that reason but sasuke was always like too intense and angry for me and the fact that i would feel scared of him whenever i watch him and so because i just i can't help but put myself into the situation and be like i would be walking on eggshells all the time around him making sure i don't accidentally say something wrong that triggers him or gets him angry at me because conflict as any type 
like of any type terrified me, especially as a kid. It absolutely terrified me. But what's funny is watching Sasuke as an adult now who's like, you know, worked through his trauma and essentially has gone in therapy to be like much more like in a much better space emotionally, mentally. Now he's ironically my type. So I kind of had a switcheroo situation with you. <laughs> but yeah. Wow, that's really interesting. What about you, Agnes? Did you What did you think of Sasuke in Naruto or now if you've ever seen him in Boruto as well? I kind of didn't like Sasuke for a while mm. when I was growing up. Like, I definitely saw the appeal why girls liked him in the first, like, season of Naruto because it's like they're all, they're all genin, they're about to take their exam, and Sasuke's just like the cool broody type that sits in the corner and all the girls are like, yeah, he's so hot! But then when you come out in the field, you're just like, God, you're such a menace. Like, do you do you not cooperate with people? And so I told this to Gracie too. It's like I didn't see the appeal of Sasuke after he left the Hidden Leaf Village and then became you know part of Orochi's gang and then basically was like went very much AWOL and was still very angry up until Itachi's death. I told Gracie like I don't really understand Sasuke still and I don't see the appeal of that angst phase but I did tell her that I do like him when he was a genin when he was much younger and then when he's obviously a dad in Boruto because he seems a lot more human in his approach versus the rest of Sasuke is just very angry and I'm just like yeah I don't really deal well with angry people I don't find angry as the hot factor to be honest got it got it okay yeah, I think, yeah, just him in the class when he was getting, it's very cute. And not only that, there's like that rumor in the classroom where like he liked long hair. And so, all oh, the yeah, class... and that's why Ino and uh, Sakura kept their long hair until Sakura was forced to cut it off. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even that moment when Sakura cut, cut her hair off, I thought that was, I was obsessed with Sakura at that point too. I was like, oh my gosh, she's Whoa. so cool. I like reread that part in the manga multiple times. It is a very like empowering moment for sure. Mm -hmm. And he, the weirdest thing about Kishimoto is, like, he'll, he won't write his women quite well on the mark, but he makes them do a lot of really interesting things that are, in hindsight, actually really cool, but it's just poorly executed altogether. <laughs> yeah, it sucks because Kishimoto has just gotten confused, I feel like, because he, like, when he saw Sakura gaining a lot of traction after her uh, fight with, oh my gosh, well, that one Akatsuki member who does the puppets, I cannot remember his name. Sasori. Yes. When she had that fight and everyone was like, oh, wait, this is badass, you know? He he misunderstood and he thought it was because he, like, drew it more detailed than usually. And so that's why he thought maybe people didn't like her was because he didn't draw her detailed enough. And it was just like, no, no, that's not why. It's because of the story. Like, how do you not see this? And so um, so it's, it's interesting how, like, he's capable of it, but he seems to misinterpret why it works at times. So. the poor man <laughs> yeah no i but yes i i'm flipped with you isabel i i like dad dad pop uh dadske is the name <laughs> that they people gave him but dadske dilf sasuke yeah, okay so funny. He, honestly he's just hilarious because he's such like an awkward asian dad <laughs> he does not know how to show affection but he clearly is very affectionate and it's just so funny when he tries to be more explicitly affectionate it just does not work at all <laughs> so. sarada is always like ew dad why are you doing this like stop please i know i know it's so funny but it's also cute because it stresses him out because he does want her to know like he's he loves her and he's proud of her but then he's like is she not getting it or or am i just bad at this <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so that is your first anime crush. Then what is your second one from your childhood? Yeah, the second one I'm going to go with, I, I'm not going to go with Ichigo in Bleach just because we talked about him in like the last podcast and everything, but the, I want to go over another character in Bleach that I really like, was obsessed with when I was younger, and I still do to some extent, but I try to not show it that much anymore because he's not there, but it is Grim Joe. Hey! I, could, I, I immediately guessed it, yeah. Grim Joe is very hot looking for a character. <laughs> He's so cool. Yes, when he appeared, I I couldn't. I was just so attracted to him. I don't know why. I think it's because he's just he's a villain, first of all, in Bleach. But like, the, I really love like his design. And he's the bad boy design. Yes. Like that looks really cool. Exactly, and then um, and the fact that he like, yes, he's on the villain side, but he's not really like an Eisen follower, and he's just so like loud, and he get. He, he becomes obsessed with Ichigo and just wants to fight like the strongest guy uh, type of thing. And so I just thought his like overconfidence and loudness uh, was attractive to me at least. Um, and, I, and I crushed on him just because he, he was, yeah, every time he like appeared in the anime, I was just like, oh my God, what is he going to do next? He's probably just going to fight someone really. It's not that, it's like not that deep, but I was obsessed with seeing him on screen and then uh, fighting, fighting the characters and then seeing, you know, what he would turn into overall. But yeah, for the most part, well, I guess because I also like blue as a color, the fact that his hair color is blue probably added to that. Now that I think about it, Sasuke also wears blue, so maybe people who wear blue <laughs> are people yeah, that, that I'm... Yeah, that checks so- out. I mean, a lot of my favorite characters are typically wearing red, so red is my scheme, blue is definitely oh. your scheme too. Yeah, so that's why. But yeah, he actually reminds... Like, his character design actually reminds me of one of um, Taikubo's earlier works, which is called Zombie Powder. Yes, he looks like the main character from Zombie right? Powder, right? Yeah, yeah, he does. He looks like Gamma, and Gamma has also kind of like on his like right side type of little like black thing, and then uh, for Grim Cho, he has the little the hollow mask or part of the hollow mask on his face. Um, and not only that, when he uh, when he turns into his like panther form, he has long hair, and he looks even much more like Gamma from Zombie Powder. So um, unfortunately, Zombie Powder was like canceled back in the day, but I'm glad that Grim Joe appears on screen. So, but yes, I have not much to say about him other than the fact that I really like his design and his like obsession with fighting in general. Uh, pretty much everybody, anybody he sees that is a good opponent for him. Um, but yeah, I don't know if um, you had any thoughts on that, Gracie. Have you ever seen uh, Grim Joe or heard of him? I have heard of him and I'm not surprised that he was one of your anime crushes because I do remember seeing him and being like, oh, he's hot, you know? And and then mm-hmm. I heard it was Junji Suwabe. I'm like, oh, so his voice is hot too <laughs> on top of that. Yeah. But because I didn't watch Bleach, that's why I never, I like obviously never developed a crush on him or anything like that. But I, I did also develop a crush on Okiora because he was more of like the, the social edgy, like, where antisocial edgy loner boy that was more of my like character type per se when it comes to the characters I found attractive but it doesn't but I, I even that I'm objectively looking at Grimjell before and being like oh yeah he's he's a hot man so <laughs> it's really funny that you guys both say 
Grimjone and Urukiro because I remember very distinctly when I got into reading fanfiction at a young age, Bleach fanfiction was one of those like categories I was into, and all the tags that you saw in the Bleach categories were never like Ichigo, Rukia, Ichigo, and Orihime. It's either Orihime and Urukiro, Orihime with Grimjo, or it's a threesome. Oh my so. gosh, are you serious? <laughs> Yeah, that was a big tag back in the day. Okay, so basically what I've learned today, Isabel, is that we are basic. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, don't deface. You know, I say don't deface yourself like that, but that, but a part of me is also like, yeah, you guys are kind of basic. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> it's, it's fine, it's fine. My roommate calls me basic all the time. I'm used to this <laughs> reality. <laughs> Oh uh, gosh, I you know Ag- uh, Agnes, what did you feel about Grimjo when you were uh, watching Bleach? I guess did you never develop any sort of attraction towards any of the characters in Bleach? Because I know you watched Bleach. I don't think I ever really developed like a crush or an attraction because it was more. Now that I think about it, it was more like admiration in the very similar sense of, like Zoro too. Got it. Okay, so it's kind of like how I felt towards Kakashi when I was a kid, sort of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was more of like, wow, they're so cool. Yeah, like, get them, you know, like, kill them kind of thing. So I definitely, <laughs> I definitely was not in the, the headspace of like, yeah, I could lick those abs if I wanted to. Yeah, that was not 13 years. <laughs> Let it be known sure. that Agnes has said that now, and it will be in our transcription. So... <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, well, we have a few more minutes left, so I do think it's important to bring up this character because we all know this character, and none of us has oh, mentioned no. him. It's Usui from Maid Sama. That boy had anime fans and a chokehold, like uh, specifically anime fans who are girls. And I think I cannot express like the influence that character left behind because during that time when all the shonen anime were dominating, as in Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, I think, and and Naruto was still going, and Bleach was still going, and we had, you know, One Piece still going, and obviously it was fairy tale was was kind of big as well during that time. And despite all that, on a poll, Usui ended up being third, like on on like just this wide mm. international poll, being third as one of the most important and influential anime characters. <laughs> I cannot stress the power that that character had held over people in anime. I really doubt there is a single girl who has, you know, who watches anime who do not know about Usui if you were watching anime during that time, which was in the 2000s. Everyone knows about him. Like, my friend who I met in college, she only dabbled in anime was the thing. And even she knew about Usui and really liked him and had a crush on him as an anime character as well. To give you an idea of how far his influence went. And he is considered to at one point set the mold in regards to what the love interest should look like in the shoujo manga world because of how popular he became as a character. And uh, funnily enough, that is also an ISTP. I'd like to just throw that out there. <laughs> so- Yay. <laughs> But I do think it was, it was like, because because this is an, uh, a childhood anime crush episode, I did think it was important that we at least spotlight this guy because clearly his influence was kind of insane in relation to uh, to the era of which he came in. And I mean, you two both like him, don't you? 
Oh yeah, he was he was pretty hot back in the day for sure. Uh, you would be one of those girls where you think to yourself like, oh my gosh, you know like that one scene where they're at the beach and he kisses that back of hers that's exposed by the sun. That was so good. Yeah, Yeah, like I can see that. Um, I will want to say though, that it was really funny because I saw a lot of recent discourse in the shoujo communities on Twitter where some girls were like, I am in the minority because I think Usui is such a pervert. I never understood why other girls would like him. Like, all he's just doing is, like, sexually harassing her. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, girl, I think you're just denying your own feelings. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it was a different time. And I, I would like to know they did change some things in the anime from the manga. Like, the anime straight up have him, like, lift her skirt at one point, which was not present in the manga whatsoever. He did not do that. So that was the anime being stupid. <laughs> Um, yeah, that that was a time for sure. Yeah, it, like it sucks. It, it like it did that did happen in the anime, but I would like to note that the original mangaka did not write Usui doing anything like that before. So, uh, so yeah, but yeah, I it I do I remember seeing those discourse, and I know some people were hating on Usui at the for like you know for what he does, and definitely in modern day context, once again, a lot of those stuff in the anime, which once again was inserted, they were not in the manga because I read the manga remembered being like what this was not in the original they added it into the actual animation itself so um so it's like it's fair game in that regard but it still doesn't change the fact on how he was basically every girl's crush in regards to anyone who has seen that anime and isabel did you like him i i like i feel like you know i feel like you've mentioned him before right (laughs) yeah i have the only reason why I, I, i didn't talk about him that much is because i actually haven't finish the anime itself um but i read the whole manga and so i think that kind of i had a different like perspective because i read the whole manga first and then i tried to watch it like in college and then i was like i i think i like the manga more or did you notice all those added things that were more problematic yeah (laughs) yeah so i was like these this doesn't really feel like what the feelings that i had in the manga and so that's why i was like okay i'm just yeah, it just kind of fizzled out. Like I, I was like, I, I also not only that, I, I knew what happens later on, and stuff like that. But yeah, I absolutely like, I absolutely loved him in the manga. Like his design, his character, and and like you said, kind of like the whole he's like that mold for characters to crush on, um, for you know shoujo anime or manga in general. Definitely makes sense because he's like the princely type character he's the popular boy not only that he's really smart right and he is always like battling it out with misaki to get like first place and yeah and then not only that he's like a princely type character it's like who this is like all the qualities that girls would possibly want um in 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 dating and so yes uh yeah i didn't watch the anime unfortunately but i will keep it to manga and Manga Usui was something I was definitely obsessed with overall. I'd also like to note that he was also a troll, which was kind of funny. Yes. <laughs> like, if he lived in modern times, he would be making memes 24-7. <laughs> that is absolutely his type of character as well. I just want to throw that out there. So, 
Oh, gosh. Yeah. So anyway, um, that was my last highlight just because he came when I was in high school already. So like, so definitely no longer childhood in that sense. But with that being said, I did think he was important to highlight because of just the overall influence he left behind, which is kind of insane because you don't usually see that kind of influence from a shoujo anime adaptation. Yet here he is to the point that he literally affected the actual trope in the mold of the shoujo love interest. So uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this week's episode. It was really fun for us to reminisce and cringe at some of the stuff that we used to do in the past. Let us know if you have any childhood anime crushes you'd like to share. And please follow us on Twitter at girltaku underscore AT. And we will be back next week with another fun topic. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.